With relatively little COVID vaccine to go around, access to a shot has been incredibly tight. Those who win an appointment have spent days or weeks online trying to find a vaccine or they got lucky through unlikely routes. It's been particularly difficult for black Chicagoans, even though they've been disproportionately hit hardest by the coronavirus. Access to health care was hard to come by in black communities before the pandemic. WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch reports. This is what Marie Collins Wright encountered a lot when she tried to find a COVID-19 vaccine appointment for herself and her mom online. You get this big message, no appointments, no appointments, no appointments, no appointments. Collins Wright is 66 years old. She lives in South Deering on Chicago's far south side. And she was willing to drive all over the state for a shot. But she couldn't find one. I tried to log on with Walgreens. I tried to log on with Walmart. I tried to log on with Loretto Hospital. They had uh, a large event in the south suburbs. Uh, I couldn't get an appointment for that. That's not even every place she tried. But you get the idea. Collins Wright was striking out, and she's not alone. I heard lots of stories like this from Black Chicagoans. Some people were referred back and forth between their family physicians and the hospitals they're affiliated with. Neither ended up having vaccine. It's hard to say just how accessible or fair the vaccine rollout has been. There's no complete list of all the locations where you can get a shot in Illinois. State and Chicago public health officials won't say how many doses are going to each vaccination site. But clearly, they're concerned about who is and isn't getting a shot. Here's Chicago Mary Lori Lightfoot in late January. Our city is two-thirds people of color. And yet we are falling woefully behind in a number of people of color who've been vaccinated to date. Those are numbers that simply cannot stand. Public health advocates point out that many black people are hesitant to get the vaccine, given decades of mistrust, racism, and medical abuse. But there are also access issues that were baked in well before COVID-19 struck. Many hospitals in black communities are starved for resources, and there are pharmacy deserts. Now that it's time to get a shot, you need computer skills and time to navigate multiple pharmacy websites to book an appointment. That can be hard if you're elderly or an hourly worker. And if you don't have health insurance, the path to a shot is harder. And even though public health officials have told people to call their doctors if they want a shot, many doctors don't have any vaccine. Physicians are as frustrated as their patients. I don't have an answer for them. Dr. Scott Levin is a family physician with West Suburban Medical Center in Oak Park. About half of Levin's patients are black. Many are from Chicago's Austin neighborhood across the street. I, I see the look in their face, like, how could you not know where I was supposed to get the vaccine? And I say, I, you know, this is not the hospital's fault. It's not our clinic. We, we have not received any information about where the vaccine is going to be coming from. Add to that the fact that many Black men don't have a primary care physician. Dr. Edwin McDonald is a specialist at the University of Chicago Medical Center in Hyde Park. Even though I'm a gastroenterologist, I can't even tell you how many people that I serve as a primary care doctor for, specifically black men, because a lot of people that I see, you know, for a colonoscopy or something, they just don't don't have um, someone take care of them. Public health leaders are well aware of these disparities and problems for black Chicagoans. The city is saturating 15 neighborhoods hardest hit by COVID-19 with vaccine. Anyone who lives there can get a shot, not just those who are eligible like seniors and some essential workers. And then there are these strong neighborhood ties, close relationships that have led to the vaccine. Teresa Wilson is 76 and lives on the Southeast side. She wound up getting a shot through her block club 
it was a relief because I hadn't even thought of Block Club. That never did even cross my mind. Here's how she found out. She got a call one day through her Block Club's phone tree. Kristen Schorsch, WBEC News. Illinois still does not have a hotline number to call so people can make COVID-19 vaccine appointments. And advocates say that makes finding a vaccine difficult for non-English speakers. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel has more. As of now, the city of Chicago and state are directing people to English-based online sign-up systems. Livia Quinones is with the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. When a person is limited English proficient, many times they also have a low level of education, um, which leads to difficulty navigating on whether it be the internet or whether it be just using a laptop. She says the state needs a multilingual hotline so Illinoisans can get vaccine information in their own language. Cook County has a bilingual vaccine hotline. The state is trying to create one but did not respond to questions about when that might happen. Mariah Wolfel, WBEZ News. For more than three weeks, seniors in Illinois have been eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. But some seniors who don't speak English are having to wait longer just to add their names to the vaccine wait list. In this story, WBEZ's Maria Anezamudio shares her own experiences trying to help her parents get the vaccine in Will County. Hola, mija. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? That's my mom, Sibelis. We call each other a lot. Recently, she called to ask if I could find a way to get her and my dad the COVID-19 vaccine. She's 73, he's 80. They live in Will County. They both have comorbidities that can turn COVID-19 deadly. But they don't speak English, so they need help figuring out where they can get the vaccine. I feel like I've been training for this moment all my life. I know that getting the COVID-19 vaccine in Illinois is hard. There just aren't enough vaccines to go around. But I'm hopeful because I've been navigating the medical system since I was a teenager as a translator for my parents. In Will County, I learned that seniors who want the vaccine have to register online. So I filled out the forms in January. But with each day that we didn't hear back, my mom grew anxious. So I started making some calls. Thank you for calling the Will County Health Department and Community Health Center. And the longer I was on hold, especially when I heard this message. And you would like help filling out the COVID-19 vaccine online information form. I couldn't stop thinking about my mom and others like her. This hotline tells me to call another number. So I called the center to see if they offer help to Spanish-speaking seniors. A woman there told me it could take up to two weeks for a volunteer interpreter to call back and help the seniors fill out the form online. That's the best they can do, she said. Thinking as a reporter, I figure that these types of barriers are creating further delays for non-English speakers. So I called Steve Brandy with the Will County Health Department, who said basically they're doing the best they can. When the governor made that change to 65 and older, that meant a lot more people were going to be signed up for 1B. Over 125,000 people have registered with their information. The Latino population in the suburbs has increased over the last two decades. In Will County, for example, Spanish is spoken in one of every nine households. And about 5,400 households have limited English proficiency. Brandy said the county is working as fast as it can to accommodate seniors. He said the system to help Spanish speakers works. But he did not know about the two-week delay, a delay that will contribute to the unequal distribution of the vaccine. 
Brandy said Will County residents can also try to get the vaccine from their primary care doctors, but supplies are limited. Brandy says everyone has to wait. I understand people are anxious, but this will take months to get done. What we are doing is as quickly as we can, getting people in here for appointments. Uh, it's by appointment. As for my parents, my older sister and I decided we couldn't wait for Will County. So we got to work. We called multiple places, tracked down leads until we found a way. My sister took them on Monday to get their first dose of the vaccine. My mom was elated. I made it, she told me. Since the pandemic started, she's been terrified COVID-19 will kill her. She's told me many times. And getting the vaccine made her feel lucky. If she didn't have us, she would still be waiting for the Will County volunteer to call her, just to add her name to a long waiting list. Marina Zamudio, WBEZ News. The city of Chicago recently opened its COVID-19 vaccination clinics to anyone who's at least 16 years old. But for many Chicagoans, those shots remain out of reach depending on where they live. WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch takes us to Chinatown on the south side. Community leaders say the city did not prioritize this largely immigrant neighborhood. So they launched their own vaccination clinics to bring the shots closer to home. Inside the Phoenix restaurant at Archer Avenue, there are glowing chandeliers and tall chairs covered in fabric. The Phoenix has a fine dining experience where people can enjoy dim sum. But the lunch rush isn't here. Only a handful of tables are occupied. Before COVID-19 hit, manager Raymond Lee describes a typical lunch rush. Full house. Yeah, not like this. But right now, you can see only like 20%, okay? Business in Chinatown started drying up well before other Chicago neighborhoods. COVID-19 emerged from Wuhan, China. Many Chicagoans connected that to Chinatown. Getting people vaccinated against the virus is key for all of us to get back to life. But as vaccines became available in Chicago, the supply was tight. The Chicago Department of Public Health prioritized communities hardest hit by the virus. Chinatown has fallen through the cracks. Illinois Representative Teresa Ma represents the area. They determine priorities based on these metrics. You know, we're neither in the Protect Chicago Plus program, nor, you know, can they calculate a vulnerability index that allows them to prioritize us in any way. These metrics essentially determine how vulnerable each Chicago community is to COVID-19. They take into account how many people have gotten sick or died from the virus, how many senior citizens live there, or people who can't work from home. Think of cooks, bus drivers, and daycare workers. From the city's point of view, Chinatown isn't as vulnerable as other parts of Chicago. So the Chicago Department of Public Health has sent the bulk of vaccines elsewhere. Many people in Chinatown have been frustrated by this decision. They say to see how vulnerable their community is, look beyond the metrics. People are really going to struggle with getting vaccinated. And, and we found that to be really true. David Wu runs the Poitok Center, a staple in the heart of Chinatown. A lot of people just don't have the English skills to navigate, and some people don't have the technology skills to, to figure things out. Our biggest concern was seniors that live by themselves, right? And for many Chinatown residents who speak only Chinese, their neighborhood is their world. This is their safe space. It's where they're most comfortable. So community leaders felt they had to step in to open vaccination sites for residents close to home. The Poitok Center, for example, is typically a welcoming center for new immigrants. Now it runs large vaccination clinics with somewhat of a secret waiting list to get a shot. People only can get on the list if they can read Chinese. And the list 
is pretty long. So we have been calling over 2,000 some people already. Karen Lee is David Wu's assistant. Yeah, some, you know, they, some, you know, they say, oh, they, they already take the vaccine somewhere. Then we say, okay, that's fine. And then we, we'll continue to call other people. Other organizations in Chinatown also work to get vaccines for residents. The Chicago Department of Public Health did not provide comment for this story. Ultimately, the hard work paid off. At a recent Poitok vaccination clinic and during interviews at Chinatown restaurants, people who got vaccinated say they feel more protected for their community and for themselves. Karen Lee introduces me to Ti Chung Wang and Gui Mei Liu. They've been waiting a year to get vaccinated. Okay, they come. They came here to visit uh, her daughter, but because of the pandemic, they supposed to go back last March. Because of pandemic, they they stay here until now. Now that they're vaccinated, they say they finally feel safe enough to fly home to China. Kristen Schorsch, WBEC News. The quest to find a COVID-19 vaccine has not been easy for most people. WBEZ's Becky Vivi and Kristen Schorsch have been on a quest of their own to find out why that is. Today, they bring you this story about the disparities in where COVID-19 vaccines have been shipped and what that means for Chicagoans. First, we'll hear from Becky. Margaret Thomas has lived in West Englewood for 20 years, but she doesn't have a doctor here. The South Side area is a healthcare desert. Thomas says she drives to the northern suburbs, some 45 minutes away, to get medical care. When I get sick, I don't even go to hospitals in this area. I go uh, to Evanston. I will drive literally all the way there. In the past few months, she's had zero luck finding a COVID-19 vaccine. None. I haven't found none in the neighborhood. She rattles off all the places she's tried. I went on Division. I went uh, in the Hat Park area. I went in Oakland, and uh, it was one on Cicero. Then consider Tom's story. The Lincoln Park resident didn't want to share his last name. Last week, he got vaccinated downtown at a clinic that charges nearly $200 a year for 24-7 access to a doctor. I'm coming down from a vaccine uh, uh, from this building over there on the 38th floor. And uh, I just had it five minutes ago. Uh, 15 minutes ago, I had to sit and wait in the waiting room for five minutes. Tom is 69 and has been eligible for a while. He found out from his neighbor that there were vaccines at a place called One Medical. I said, yeah, I've been trying back and forth, but just haven't had any luck. And she said, I know someplace and I'll get you in today. Countless Chicagoans have been spending their days hitting refresh on their computers and cell phones, feverishly trying to get a COVID-19 vaccine appointment. A new WBEZ analysis helps explain why. The Chicago Department of Public Health is shipping lots of vaccine doses to some providers in certain zip codes, while others get smaller amounts or none at all. The city's top doctor stresses that where a dose is shipped isn't necessarily where it's given. Still, this distribution is a sign that it could be harder for people to get shots, depending on where they live. Just 300 doses have been shipped to where Margaret Thomas lives in West Inglewood. While Tom got vaccinated downtown in a zip code that received nearly five times more doses, all to the same provider. But the zip code that got by far the most vaccines, unsurprisingly, is where the Illinois Medical District is on the near west side. I would call this a plaza or pavilion um, where, you know, patients or uh, hospital faculty staff can come and get Starbucks or Jimmy John's on their lunch break. 
David Gong is a medical student at University of Illinois Chicago, one of the four major medical centers located here. There's also Rush University Medical Center, Cook County's Stroger Hospital, and the Jesse Brown VA. In all, more than 150,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccines were shipped to this very zip code since the rollout began in December through mid-March. For Gong, that meant a vaccine back in early January. He qualified as a healthcare worker. But that's not the full picture, says Dr. Susan Bleasdale, who's coordinating vaccine rollout at UI Health. It arrives at 60612 because that's our hospital address. Does it mean that that goes only to 60612? In other words, where doses are shipped doesn't mean that's where people are vaccinated. And to help fill in gaps where there's not much access to providers, especially in those healthcare deserts, the city of Chicago is saturating some neighborhoods hardest hit by the coronavirus with temporary pop-up clinics. Chicago leaders have a delicate balancing act when it comes to where they ship doses. There aren't as many providers on the south and west sides. And some small providers don't need or can't handle a lot of vaccine. Dr. Allison Arwoody runs the Chicago Department of Public Health. Even when we talk to, you know, some of these little providers, some of the storefront providers, like we've enrolled them where we can, but some of them are just like, I don't have the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing that right now. I come back when it's refrigerated and I can potentially, you know, um, have some more capacity to do this. Giving vaccines can require buying an ultra cold freezer to store doses and having a separate space to give shots, all the while still treating regular patients. Consider Heartland Health Centers. It's a small to mid-sized group of clinics on the north side that's been vaccinating 120 people a day inside a conference room at a clinic. Last week, Heartland COO Megan Erskine was racing to ramp up capacity to open a mass vaccination site at Northeastern Illinois University. I think I hired seven people in the last 48 hours. By contrast, the much larger University of Chicago Medical Center in Hyde Park can vaccinate at least 1,000 people a day. Arwoody says big hospitals are getting so much vaccine by design. They have more money and manpower to quickly ramp up immunizations, and they have thousands of existing patients to vaccinate. In some cases, these big hospitals want to be doing even more, but vaccine supply is tight, and big hospitals attract a lot of people who don't live in Chicago, which leaves out city neighborhoods hardest hit by the coronavirus. The small providers are really your sweet spot there. Because Arwoody says they know their patients best and can prioritize who needs a shot? Even though doses aren't shipping to all zip codes, residents are still finding ways to get vaccinated. Think back to West Inglewood, where only 300 doses were shipped. Still, more than 3,700 residents had gotten at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine by mid-March. In the small strip mall where Margaret Thomas gets her nails done, there's a small clinic run by Sinai Medical Group where those 300 doses got delivered. Denise Walker oversees Sinai's neighborhood clinics. Even though other health systems pulled out of that zip code, Sinai, Chicago stayed in there. My providers over there have been in that community for almost 20 years. Walker says the pandemic has shined a glaring light on inequities in health care. And where vaccines get shipped is just one more example. Becky Vivi, Kristen Schorsch, WBEC News. And this story was supported by the Pulitzer Center. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel also contributed reporting. A Chicago program aimed at vaccinating neighborhoods hit hardest by the pandemic improved rates in some of those communities. That effort is now officially ending. Yet there's still a lot of work to be done. WBEZ's Becky Vivi has the story. 
Esperanza Health Center CEO Dan Fulweiler is standing inside a cavernous building at Western and 61st. It was a former blast fitness facility that's been closed for about three years because they went out of business and it's been vacant. Now it's a temporary vaccination clinic that Esperanza set up earlier this spring to serve nearby residents when COVID vaccines were in short supply and high demand. We came in on Thursday to see it and on Monday we signed a lease. There are a lot of empty chairs now. About 150 people a day are trickling in for a shot. It used to be 500 a day when a program known as Protect Chicago Plus was in full swing. The idea was to target the neighborhoods hit hardest by the pandemic with extra doses and special pop-up vaccination events. And, and this was key, let anybody 18 or older from the neighborhood come get shots. I'm going to be honest, people around the country thought we were nuts, like that this would not be something feasible. Dr. Allison Arwady is Chicago's Commissioner of Public Health. But we know that those have been the um, communities that have been hit the hardest, and I really see it in a lot of ways as a test of sort of put your money where your mouth is and let's see if we can do this. And it paid off. A WBEZ analysis of vaccination data week by week shows a dramatic improvement in the racial breakdown of first doses starting in February when the city started targeting Black and Latino neighborhoods. Dr. Ali Khan runs Oak Street Health's system of community clinics in Chicago and the Midwest. They ran some of the Protect Chicago Plus pop-up clinics. He says the vaccine rollout was bound to be inequitable because the healthcare system is. The system inherently re-aggravates the historic problems it always had. The system creates unequal distribution. And so for a city like ours, PCP was, was, the reason why it was so bold was because we were acknowledging, look, the normal patterns, the normal channels don't work, and especially don't work right now in the context of COVID. There are entire communities in Chicago without good access to health care. No hospital for miles. That's true for Archer Heights on the southwest side, where Dixon Galvez-Searle has lived for a decade. He volunteers for a community group that helped with Protect Chicago Plus in his neighborhood. He says the effort proves what's possible. I feel like Protect Chicago Plus is this sort of tiny little window into what people experience in all of our peer nations across the world. No out-of-pocket costs, not a lot of paperwork, and close to home. For the vaccine, at least, we have removed those barriers, which is great, but it sort of begs the question, well, why do we keep those barriers for other types of necessary health care? But this blitz of vaccines into hard-hit communities is nearly over, and there's still a long way to go. More than half of Chicagoans haven't even gotten at least one shot. White city residents are still the most vaccinated racial group, and even some of the neighborhoods targeted under Protect Chicago Plus are among the least vaccinated in the city. So what now? Again, here's Dr. Allison Arwady. What we are spending so much time thinking about right now is not what's happening tomorrow or next month. It's about what does this look like a year from now? What does this look like two years from now? You know, have we built these structures that can last and, and won't be so dependent on like a surge of funding? There is a surge of funding on the way from the federal government. It's not entirely clear how much of that will go to Arwady's department. 
Even so, the city recently put out two $10 million requests for proposals for both health providers and community groups to help the city create so-called health equity zones. These new contracts would aim to continue the work that Protect Chicago Plus started, not only when it comes to COVID-19 and vaccines, but also to improve overall community health, especially in neighborhoods that lack access to care. Becky Vivi, WBEZ News.